0: Thanks for joining me. Now let's dive deep. Hi friends. I am about to share with you an episode that I recorded a few weeks ago. It's a strictly biz episode and it's in response to some conversations I had with lots of you business owners on Instagram. And I know that you've been waiting for this conversation. It's a three-parter. Today's going to be three, uh, part one, but I was worried that this topic on the heels of the election might feel a little harsh, um, because it's in true Aaron fashion, straight shooter style. Um, but emotions are raw. We've been through a lot. Anxiety is just like this new ongoing state of mind. Um, so I was like, eh, maybe now's maybe I shouldn't release one this week. But then. I was really thinking about it, and part of managing anxiety and managing this, this intensity that we're all feeling with our emotional state, and we've been feeling for the past eight months, um, part of managing that is managing our energy, and specifically where our energy is going. And that really fits in with what I was talking about last week, where I talked about establishing your own sacred grounding practice. As a smart antidote to festering, this like festering anxiety that we're all feeling. And while it might seem trivial, like, oh, my morning ritual, it's really not. It's it's pretty, it's pretty major. Um, and a morning ritual, while it's not going to just magically make all of the world's problems disappear, it does give you the fortitude to navigate whatever lies ahead. We don't know what lies ahead. We we never know what lies ahead. Control is an illusion. It's always been an illusion. We don't get to pick and choose when we have tough times in our lives. Over the past couple of weeks, a lot of stuff has come up for me. A, a, a very dear friend of mine passed. Um, Hattie's school schedule got p- completely changed because... Coronavirus is still happening, and <laughs> there's a lot of fluctuation. There's a lot of change. Um, we've had some pretty gnarly family issues. This is all the backdrop of the election. So I don't have any control over any of that stuff. But what I do have control over is how I react to these things, and I will tell you what. I am much less reactive and I am much more grounded and clear-headed and calm and feel a lot less frantic. When I'm making sure that my needs are being met, when I'm not sacrificing my own needs to keep other people comfortable. And that's really at the crux of what I'm going to get across in today's episode. You have to start creating barriers around who is taking your energy and how. Your threshold for stress, your resiliency is lower when your energy is leaking out and you're less able to handle life as it unfolds. You're less able to handle the cards that were dealt. Access to your energy is a privilege. And I really encourage you to treat it as such. You have to figure out the areas in your life where people are expecting you to go above and beyond. We're going to talk about entitlement today. And if you're anything like me, these might be the places where you start to feel depleted. And these might be the places where you have to shore up your energy. When you are too nervous to say no, so you say yes, pay attention to those times. And as I said last week, we feel so badly for setting boundaries. But in reality, the more we can honor our needs and create boundaries around those needs, the bigger our container becomes, the more patient we are, the more kind we are, the more depth we have, the more we have to give. So while this might sound harsh, I want you to know that it comes from a really good place. And that's me looking out for you in your energy, because that's important to me. And I want to to be important to you too. Before I hit play, I have to pull uh, a basic bitch move and tell you about a pumpkin spice powder, Organifi's limited edition gold pumpkin spice powder. I I didn't even, they sent it to me as something to try and I'm like, I don't, I don't think so. Like I am not a basic bitch. Do not need another PSL. Like I'm good. And then I was like, holy shit, this is so good. (laughs) Legit. So good. And what's nice about it is that it contains, uh, lots of nervous system support. So it has lemon balm. Are you guys sick of hearing me talk about lemon balm? Lemon balm is, if not my favorite herb, it's definitely top three favorite herbs. Um, It has reishi, it has turkey tail, so it has some mushrooms in it, some adaptogenic mushrooms, and then it also has magnesium, which is so nice and calming for the nervous system. So it's just this nice, grounding, anti-anxiety, super yummy treat. And if you've been noticing, I talked about this in um, the newsletters that I sent out last week. P.S., are you getting my newsletters? Get on my newsletter list. Just go to the bottom of my um, website, and you can just enter in your your email. Um, but I was talking about how inzi- uh, coffee can jack up anxiety because it raises adrenaline and it raises cortisol. So if you've, you're noticing lately that coffee is making you feel like a little bit more jacked up, a little jittery, a little agitated, maybe kind of sweaty, uh, maybe you notice that you have like some cold extremities when you're drinking coffee. That's a really clear sign from your body to pump the brakes on the caffeine and the coffee. And this is like a really yummy fall. Replacement. So get your bean boots on, put on your plaid flannel, put on a little beanie, get a little nice cozy mug, and just go for it. <laughs> Take some pictures while you're at it. I know I'm teasing. I'm totally. I'm totally making fun, but it's so good. It really is so good. So, I guess I am a basic bitch. Um, another bonus is that it contains turmeric, and we talked about how turmeric has shown therapeutic benefits on your skin talked about that in this gut skin episodes that I did. So try it out. You can just mix it with hot water or blend it up with some non-dairy milk for like a legit latte. Head over to organifi.com forward slash funk. You get to save 15%. All right. Here's the episode that I recorded. I hope you enjoy it. Hey buddies, I am back with a Strictly Biz episode. It's been a minute since I've recorded one of these, and um, the topic that I'm gonna talk about today is kind of complex. Um, I had put a call out on Instagram and got a lot of feedback, so um, I'm gonna make this a three-parter, but here's what I said on Instagram that generated so much feedback. I said, I find it weird that a woman who asks to be fairly compensated for her time, her effort, her energy, her expertise is considered greedy. And yet, people who demand our time, our efforts, our energy, our expertise, that's not considered greedy? What's up with that? Uh, So I put a call out to health practitioners and creators on social media, and I asked, do you find that people expect more of you than you're already giving for free? Do you find that people feel entitled to your time and energy? And the overwhelming response was a million times over, yes. So I asked, I did some follow-up, and the big problems that people were facing here, one, that they're afraid to lose business or turn away, turn down potential clients. Two, um, brain picking came up a lot. Like, How do you deal with people who are reaching out that like, hey, you just want to pick your brain on this and then three guilt 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 was the very common thread like guilt for charging for our services, guilt for saying no guilt guilt for setting boundaries just this you know perpetual pet, perpetual feeling of guilt. So I'm gonna like I said split this up into three different episodes and um, I'm recording them all today so I promise the other ones are coming. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, I'll get to that. And then it never happens because, you know, life. Today I'm gonna address the concern that I'm afraid that I will lose business or potential clients if I set boundaries. Okay. And and how do the question really is, how do I navigate that? And this is no longer a concern for me. It definitely used to be. I definitely used to feel this way, but it's not a concern for me any longer. So I wanna share why. And my hope is that by talking through my experience and where I've netted out with everything, it will provide you a new perspective about this and maybe shave off some of the fear around this. So I first want to talk about how and why I upped my boundary game. A clear no for me. So the very first Strictly Biz episode I did was about yeses and noes. A very clear no for me, like how I know this is a no this is a time to set a boundary is when I feel resentful or when I feel really angry, um, like disproportionately annoyed, disproportionately angry, and like kind of like an anger that sticks with me that I can't let go of. Like I'm really frustrated about something. And um, some physical symptoms I can feel in the moment is like my heart will race. I'll get kind of hot. Sometimes I have to get up and pace around um, just to like kind of expel that energy. So my body... And my emotional body, my physical body, and my emotional body will tell me, will send me signs that, hey, hey, girl, it's time to set a boundary. And I was noticing that I was getting that response anytime somebody would send me a DM or an email with their entire health history asking me to weigh in. Like, the, like, kind of asking me to do the emotional labor of holding space for them while they navigate something really hard. But this would not be somebody I would know. This would be just an internet stranger. Um, when people will ask me for specialized health advice through DMs or emails, when people would ask me to critique what their doctor was doing, like, oh, I'm, I'm working with this doctor, but I'm not I'm not really sure if, I trust you more than I trust them. Uh, what do you think about this? Um, I would get the same response, what or the same like physical response in my body when somebody would ask for lab suggestions or what to do, like, oh, I got, I got this lab from this practitioner. What do you think? I'm like, oh, okay, so you're paying that practitioner to do a job and you're not satisfied with the job, but then you're just going to ask me to do it for free? Hmm, that doesn't feel good. That doesn't feel good to me at all. Um, so when people would ask me to answer questions, this is a big one that they can find for themselves, things that are easily googleable or things that they can find on my website like all big trigger points for me and part of me really understands that like people need to share their experience people f- need to be heard people are looking for answers right they don't have a lot of people who can listen they they feel desperate for help i i truly understand that but what i didn't find to be fair is that people that i don't know are putting these things on me that i didn't ask for that i don't have the bandwidth for and they're asking me to do my paid work for free this is the work that i get paid for all of those things i just listed out is the work that i get paid for and when i say this is the work that i get paid for i mean this is what puts food on the table for my family this is how i pay my bills this is how i keep my lights on i want to take some of the sting out of that phrase, like this is the work that I get paid for, or you're asking me to do my paid work for free, because we would never expect somebody to go to their nine to five job and do their job without collecting a paycheck. We would never, that's, that's you know, that's never something that we would expect. And yet, as female business owners, we are expected to do our jobs for free. We People do feel entitled to access our brain, our energy, Um, our resources, our expertise. They think nothing of it. And yet when I say something like, hey, you're actually asking me to do my paid work for free, all of a sudden it seems rude or abrasive. Why? Why? I would never expect you to do your job for free. Why do you expect me to do mine? And so when I, I, I use that terminology often, and you'll definitely hear it a bunch in this episode, paid work for free I I want to denormalize that um that the de- expectation is that as female business owners we are expected to do our jobs for free and if we challenge that belief then we're considered bitchy um uh, nah nah I'm not available for it and I would encourage you to also not be available for it either. So not only is it wildly irresponsible for me to weigh in on their health history because I don't know them, but it's also not fair to my paying clients, to the people who are willing to invest in my time and in my work. And on top of that, because I put out so much free content, when someone asks me to do more, to go above and beyond what I'm already doing, that really sits on one of my like kind of core wounds, core beliefs, which is I'm never doing enough that's kind of the thing that I have to fight off day in and day out, that I'm never doing enough. So when people ask me to do my paid work for free, when people are saying, I'm taking all that you're doing and I still want more from you, but I'm totally unwilling to pay for it, um, that is a really big trigger for me. So. All of those things were happening over the course of a couple of years and it was kind of like a slow build and I knew it was time to set a boundary because I was getting more and more agitated each and every time and because there was a real uptick in in those asks, like multiple times a day. And so I found myself investing a lot of my time and my energy explaining why I couldn't do that. And that felt frustrating. Just from a business perspective, I felt like I was leaking a lot of energy explaining myself away. So I knew I needed to set boundaries and I started doing it publicly and regularly. Chances are, if you're here, you've seen or heard me set boundaries. So I would, I'll do it on the podcast, like I'm doing right now, and I will do it on um, social media, on Instagram specifically, because that's usually where I, I hang out the most. Those two spots. That's how I connect with my audience. So I did that, and there was definitely a downturn in in sort of um, inappropriate asks. Let's say that that seemed to help, but. There's been a new phenomenon that has happened. It's kind of like reared its head. And now I get emails and DMs all the time, like weekly at least, sometimes multiple times a day, kind of depending on the day. And it goes something like this, some version of this. I know you have boundaries, but. I know you can't give health advice, but. I respect your boundaries, but. So here's an actual line from an email that came in this week, I know your policy and respect that you don't answer non-client questions, but, and then this person goes on to tell me about their health history. They go on to tell me about the testing that they've had done, and they go on to ask me specific questions about it. So what this is saying to me is that I acknowledge that you've set a boundary here. I know that you've asked people not to do this. But for some reason, I've convinced myself that I am the exception to the rule and I feel entitled to access you, entitled to your brain, your time, your energy, and your expertise anyway. I know you've asked me not to do this, but for some reason, I feel entitled. And it was that word, that word entitlement, that really grabbed a lot of you on Instagram stories because. There is this bizarro sense of entitlement that happens to practitioners and to creators on social media or podcasters where we're showing up, we're giving of ourselves, and it immediately opens up the door to say, but I want more, I want more, I want it. And because I want it, I should have it. There is this very omnipresent sense of entitlement. And I don't know if it's a new thing, it definitely feels more new and definitely more suffocating to me because I'm just seeing it so much. And this is, so that that's a whole thing. Um, But also this is why when I talk about boundaries, I always say setting a boundary is one thing, holding the boundary though is the real work, right? Holding the boundary is tough because you. I was setting, I set boundaries. I mean, could I be any more clear? It is very funny because sometimes I will, I will like do a whole Instagram stories or a post or like kind of like a, you know, a snarky reels about setting boundaries. And I will, that day, within 24 hours, I'll have people in my DMs asking me to do my work for free. And I'm like, I don't. Do you just not think this applies to you or like, what is it? Where does the sense of entitlement come from? I don't, I'm, I'm really scratching my head with this one. So um, my friend, Kyle was talking to my friend about this because I always do. And Kyle, former podcast host, Kyle uh, from Root Down Nutrition. She said this to me and it was so good that I copied it down to share with you. She said, there are people that admire you and then there are people that value you. The people that admire you are the ones that look up to you and want to take from you. They want to get something out of you. They want to absorb something. They want to take something from you that they can keep for themselves. The people that value you value your boundaries. And if they want to get something from you, they're willing to give up something of value to get it. They're willing to pay you. Being admired doesn't pay the bills. Being admired doesn't make this exchange less draining. So just because someone said, hey, I respect you. I respect your work. I see you're out there setting the boundaries. I love it. I would, I respect your, your work too much to cross a boundary, but there's this one thing that I really need you to do for me and I'm gonna ask you to do it, right? That, you, that when you notice a boundary and decide to cross that boundary anyway, that means you actually don't value me. You don't value my time. You don't value my energy and you don't value me as a human. Because admiration for me, it's not the value exchange. And, and there's, a, there's like this weird thing too that, that, where I talk about boundaries and I talk about being paid for my work where somebody will shoot me a DM and be like, hey, can you answer this question for me? I'm, I'm totally happy to Venmo you money. And I get where they're coming from, but I also need you to respect the parameters that I very clearly mapped out. there are specific ways that you can work with me you can join one of my programs and if you're a practitioner you can join my mentorship you don't get to invent the rules for how you get to access me on your time when you want right that's not how this works the reason that i've been able to grow my business is because i've created a structure that works for me so i can do my work i can reach the most people help the most people without destroying myself. This has taken years to map out. This is by design. The the parameters that I've created, the structures that I've created is by design. I have figured out a way to keep people warm without lighting myself on fire. I think it's pretty great. You know, It feels like a very sustainable approach to my business and I enjoy it. And yet, there's always going to be people multiple times a day, or a week, who asked me to light myself on fire. And guess what? I do not work for those people. If you are unwilling to respect the parameters of my work, then you don't get access to me. And I am now completely unapologetic about that. And here's why. And this is going to answer, this is where I'm going to answer the question, aren't you afraid of chasing off business by being so bold with your boundaries? Or um, if somebody's trying to grow their audience or their followers, they're, they're really afraid to send people away, right? Now, first of all, the free resources that I create and that you create on social media, on the podcast, it's probably because we like to do some content creation. It's where we excel. You know, not everybody can have a podcast. It's hard work. You know, Not everybody wants to keep showing up. Some people, you know, we we all do better on different platforms. And so I think people show up in the ways that feel the most authentic to them, that feel the, the best to them. But this free resources, these free resources that we create, it's also a form of content marketing to attract our ideal customer. Um, It is, you know, my Instagram, it's my business account. It used to be Aaron Holt Health. It's now the functional nutritionist, but it was never Aaron Holt. From day one, it's always been a business account, right? It's it's, it's there as a facet of my business. So when I see Instagram, it's part of my job. It's part of, it's part of work. Um, And it, the the content that I create is really a way to attract my ideal customer, so then they will eventually opt in. Now, I, I again, some people just listen to the podcast and they don't buy anything from me, and that's perfectly fine. Like I think it's so cool that somebody can listen to this podcast and make massive changes in their life and feel better. Like that fills me up with like so much glee, you don't even know. Um, but a lot of this is to, is to bring people into my programs. I mean, that that's that's what content marketing is. Now, figuring out our ideal customer avatar is a whole thing that we do in the Functional Nutrition Academy mentorship. So I'm not gonna give away the goods here, but this is something that I spend a lot of time considering. Who do I actually want to work with? Who is the my ideal customer? customer. So when you show up on social media, when you show up on a podcast or a blog or in your newsletter or in talks in real life, workshops or free talks or whatever, you're nurturing your audience. And if you nurture people in a certain way, you create an environment where people expect that of you moving forward. I personally do not want to create an environment where people expect me to dishonor myself in order to keep them happy. To me, that's a losing battle. That is a first-class ticket to burnout. Been there, done that, not going back. So I really want people to know that I have firm boundaries before they even step into my business. I do not want to work with people who do not respect my boundaries. Right? Hard stop. It's honestly exhausting to work with somebody who you feel like you have to constantly uphold your boundaries with. Remember, like I said, communicating your boundaries is one thing. Upholding them is a whole other thing ball game. So for me, setting public boundaries and being kind of bold and in your face with them, it's almost like an energetic filtration system. Because people know what to expect by the time they're working with me because I'm so clear about what I will stand for and what I I won't. And if that is unattractive to somebody, that is perfectly fine. I get that I'm not everybody's bag. Like I am really 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 okay with that i truly am because if i'm speaking to everybody i'm speaking to nobody if i'm trying to attract everybody and trying to keep everybody happy and try to make everybody like me then i'm probably not saying a whole lot of substance right you cannot get everybody to love you it is a losing battle so if you can kind of check in with yourself and say what's right for me and convey that to other people that's that's clarity and i think Brene brown says clarity is kind is that am i getting that right um i would see this a lot i used to um i used to do discovery calls for potential one-on-one clients and anybody that came to those discovery calls with a prove it attitude kind of like prove to me how you can help me prove to me what you can do I would, I would sense it right away and immediately tell them that I don't think we're a good fit. Of course, I would do it in a very kind and gentle way, but I would just say, I don't think we're a good fit right now. I never want to feel like I'm being put in a position to prove my worth to somebody because I'm telling you from experience, if you have to do it once, then you will have to do it many times over. And this is the same thing for boundaries. If someone's going to disrespect your boundaries on Instagram, they're probably going to do it in your paid work too. So setting boundaries out of the gate and saying, here's what I'm available for, here's what I'm not available for, is a way to curate an audience that feels good to you. People treat you the way that you allow them to. So if you allow people to walk all over you in the beginning, they're going to expect that of you later on in the game too. Okay? So that is why I feel pretty great about the way that I talk about boundaries. There's always going to be somebody that tries to slip through the cracks, but, you know, that's when we reinforce. Now, if you're somebody that's worried about what other people will think, because hello, of course, we all do, I want to share this quote with you from Jill Coleman. Oftentimes we default to what they think, right? Other people. What are other people thinking? When we should be asking, what the fuck do we think? And I heard that one, and it hit me like a ton of bricks because what a way to give up our power hyper focusing on what everyone else thinks about us rather than taking a beat and saying what do i think what how do i feel about this what do i need in this exchange right that is a way to completely give away our power is by thinking about how is what's this person gonna think 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 that's exhausting so what we really need to do is check in and think about. What what do I need? What do I think? How do I feel about this? And ultimately, I want you to get to a place where you can comfortably say, if my boundaries don't work for you, then I don't work for you. If my boundaries don't work for you, then I don't work for you, right? There is nothing wrong with that. If somebody cannot respect your boundaries, they're probably not a great fit for your work. That doesn't mean you change your boundaries to fit the client. That just means you send the client on their way. They're not a good fit for you. And especially if you're putting out free content, I, there was a, a, quite a few of you who chatted with me on Instagram about this. So that free content that you put out is available to everyone. Again, whether it's podcast or Instagram, or whatever, right? eBooks, newsletter content, however you're curating content and doing content marketing. That is free content that is available to everyone. Helping people take that information and apply it to themselves is the work that you need to get paid for. So when someone asks you to take information and apply it to their unique situation, that's when you have to ask, you have to ask for payment. They are asking you to do your paid work for free. Okay? And I really want you to see that for yourself. That helps to alleviate some of the guilt is saying, hmm, they're asking me to do my paid work for free. This is when I say, hey, why don't you set up an appointment with me? Or hey, here's my online scheduler. Or hey, these are my fees. I want you to really see that for yourself and understand that whether they see that or not is not your business. Your business is managing your time and your energy and honoring your own self-worth by creating and upholding boundaries. That's what your business is. Your business is not worrying about how other people react and respond, okay? Because I have definitely had situations recently where somebody sent me an email where it was, I respect you. I, I would never ask you to give up your free work for free. But, but, but. And then just going on and on and on. And when I said, hey, you are actually asking me to do my paperwork for free, right? They disagreed. That's none of my business, right? My business is continue to say, this is what I will do. This is what I won't do. This is what Aaron Holt Health is available for. And this is what we are not for. But I don't want to hurt other people's feelings. Uh, That's a big one. We don't wanna be the mean guy. We don't wanna hurt other people's feelings. And that is a baked in feeling, my friend. Patriarchy tells women to be peacekeepers in every relationship, right? We're supposed to be okay with everything, and we're supposed to make everything okay. Don't ruffle the feathers, don't rock the boat, be the good girl, be the good girl, be the nice girl. As women, we are conditioned to believe that we must caretake, that caretaking is our job. Listen, you can spend all day caretaking in your inbox and not make one red set. So caretaking is actually not your job. And I know that when I talk about money, people get really uncomfortable. I'm gonna do a whole episode on why you get uncomfortable when I talk about money. But listen, let's break it down to brass tacks. If you're not collecting a paycheck, if you are not making money, you do not have a business. You have a hobby. So we do, when we're talking about business, we actually do have to look at money. You actually have to bring in money to have a business. Caretaking is not your job, okay? I love this quote from um, Soraya I, I, uh, Chemley. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but she wrote the book, Rage Becomes Her, and she says, we should be making people comfortable with the discomfort they feel when women say no unapologetically, right? It's not our job if we say no, no, right? No is a is a, is a full sentence, no. If we say no, it is then not our responsibility or our business to caretake the emotion on the other side of that no, right? It's not, it isn't. So understand that. And this is something that I don't talk about often, but I'm going to float it out here. This is kind of a fiery, punchy episode, so might as well just pour gas on the flame. Um, There was a part of me that was growing very resentful that if i was if i was not going to say yes to someone asking me to work for free then i had to be nice about saying no i had to find a nice way to say no i had to let them down gently i had to organize my thoughts in a way that made sure i was being responsible for caretaking their emotion and their reaction and let them down gently and that was so time and energy consuming just Creating Rather than just saying, no, I don't do this, I felt I had to explain myself away because I wanted to be nice. I wanted to be the nice girl. I had to be nice. I had to caretake their emotions. Over time, the reason that I became resentful was because it was infuriating because they weren't giving me the same respect, right? Someone's coming to me, banging down my door, making demands of me, feeling entitled to me with absolutely no regard to how that makes me feel. So, but here I was being like, well, I got to be the nice girl. I have to say no to this super wildly inappropriate ask. I have to say no, but I feel like the bad guy. So now I have to dance around this to feel like I'm being more kind and gentle. And I know the reason I'm bringing all of this up here is because, you know, these are all of my experiences, but they are not unique to me. Many, 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 many of you as business owners remember this is a strictly biz episode. So if you're not a business owner and you're here just to, you know, just to listen, that's fine. But if you're getting fired up, understand I'm talking on the behalf of a business owner. We feel this way a lot. Now I did eventually finally get really burnt out with that whole do-si-do so I set up another boundary which is Lauren my assistant who now oversees all of my emails which you know has had been a long time coming I probably should have implemented that a couple of years back I have been running I I have built <laughs> I have built a six figure business as a company of one and I am now at the point where I'm like, okay, I actually can't do this all of all by myself, and I need other people to help me, um, ca- you know, continue to create this. And part of that is somebody else can be my boundary for me, so I don't have to constantly put this effort into um, holding boundaries all the time. So that that may or may not be appropriate for you, depending on where you are. I will say that I was terrified to hire somebody else because I'm a complete. Um, control freak when it comes to my business and my business is like a baby and I've built it from the ground up by myself. So inviting somebody else into this space felt very scary. Um, And I was like, well, we'll get her started with like some small tasks. And I didn't think that I would have her take over my email until like, you know, months and months down the road And I think I just had a breaking point. I can't remember, there was like one breaking point where I was like, I actually can't do this anymore. Like this is something that Lauren can do and she's been phenomenal. So by the way, when you email me, you are talking to Lauren, you are not talking to me. She signs all of her emails, Lauren. So it's not like we're not trying to pull the wool over your eyes, but just know that that was one of the ways that I reinforced my boundaries is by saying people can't access me through email anymore. That's just, it's not something that I'm available for. Like I said, I can spend all day in my inbox and that is not driving my business forward. So I have to make, you know, smart business decisions as a business owner. There was something that I read, excuse me, that I heard on Lindsay Mack's podcast, Tarot for the Wild Soul. And when I heard it, I rewound it and played it back like six different times because I felt it so deep in my bones. And she said, my business does not cater to entitlement. And that, I was like, oh, that has become my new mantra. So I use that as a way to remind myself when I'm feeling like, oh, should I not do this? Should I, what should I do? What should I do? Um, the second that I feel that someone else feels that they are entitled to me, then it's immediately a no. It's immediately a no. Um, they automatically get shifted into the category of not my ideal customer. Now, I I run my business on strategy, but I also run it a lot on energy. And I truly believe because I've seen it play out so many times that when we say no to potential clients who are not a great fit, it really truly does open up the door for more people who are a good fit to come on in. It is like to get super, woo. it's like sending a message to the universe that this is not ideal let's open up space for the ideal customers to come in and i think sometimes we have to the way that we figure out who our ideal customer is we have to you know figure out who it is by default by figuring out who it's not right by figuring out who the clients are that feel like they they take the most out of you um, and not in a good way so when someone charges at me with a sense of entitlement, I immediately put up a wall. Like I don't want this, I didn't ask for it, I'm good. There is no amount of money that you can pay me to make your sense of entitlement feel okay with me. And so if that loses me followers, that's fine. Totally, totally good with that, right? Because my Instagram is content marketing. So. You're not my ideal customer. That's that's totally fine, um, and if it loses me clients, that's okay too. Because these are not people. If someone feels entitled to my energy, they're gonna always feel entitled to my energy, and that becomes a very challenging relationship to maintain. And I have to tell you, and this is no word of a lie, because I have been so clear with my boundaries for you know a hot minute now right now at this time, at this moment, the people that I'm working with are some of the most respectful and, I don't know, just just respectful people. And my work feels so rewarding. It feels like a true pleasure to work with them. And because I don't feel that sense of entitlement pull, it actually makes me want to give more of myself. I'm not putting up those walls. It feels like a safe environment for me to give more of myself because I trust them with my energy because I know that they're not going to take advantage of it. And so it has absolutely, to sum all of this up, setting boundaries the way that I have absolutely has not detracted from my business. It has enhanced it. It has made my work more enjoyable, more fulfilling and less exhausting and headachy. So if you're feeling that pull of entitlement and it doesn't feel good, I want you to think about ways you can set your own boundaries in your business. They might look very different than mine, right? It's it's not what do they think, it's what the fuck do I think? What the fuck do you think, right? Go inside and figure out what makes sense for you. But when you do, in doing in doing that, in, in establishing boundaries in self-respect, you're curating a community that feels good to you. And that is sustainable business. So there's no more lighting yourself on fire to keep others warm. Because what happens when your fire eventually burns out? That's right. You cannot help anybody. So If you found this helpful, share this podcast episode with a friend who's in the biz. Um, Make sure you subscribe for upcoming shows because I have two more that I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk about brain picking, and I'm going to talk about women, money, guilt, and self-worth. So stay tuned for those upcoming shows, and I will check in next week. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Functional Nutrition Podcast. If you'd like to submit a question to the show, fill out the contact form at erinholthealth.com. If you got something from today's show, don't forget, subscribe, leave a review, share with a friend, and keep coming back for more. Take care of you.